and welcome to the River of Portland Church podcast. We're glad that you tuned in today as we listen to Pastor Herbert Mays give part two of the sermon series, Don't Take the Next Step Until You've Taken the First Step. Pastor Mays explains to us that sometimes we get busy or distracted by life and we need to make sure that we're listening for that still small voice to give us direction in whatever we do. So sit back, relax, and let the Holy Spirit talk to you, as I know that this message is sure to bless you. Well, thank you, Lord. Isn't it good to be able to come to the house of the Lord and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? And we thank you this morning, Lord. Well, you may be seated a moment. I want to have to cut it short again today because the part for the air conditioner didn't come in. And uh, it's going to be a little warm again today. But, like I said, it's better than the alternative. But anyway, but we're glad you're here this morning. And so uh, I'm going to pick up on uh, part two from where we did last week. Don't take another step until you take the first step. And, um, you know, I shared with you last week about making bad steps. And not listening to God. Now, I know probably none of y'all have never done that. But I've made a lot of steps when God was leading me in another direction and I didn't listen. So, anyway, hopefully this will help you. Now, we talked about in Psalms 37. We'll go back over that just one minute. Psalms 37, 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Isn't that good news? That God's in control, and he's in control of you. In verse 30, the Bible says, The mouth of righteousness speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. Well, isn't that good news? That we know that if we're hooked up with God... That every step we make, if we're tied in with God, we every step we make ought to be a right step. But unfortunately, we make a lot of mistakes, and we take a lot of wrong steps. And so, I talked to you last week about the first step that you take with God is submission. Well, I appreciate all the amens on that one. This next one's going to be really good. There's two first steps that you take with God. Number one is submission, submitting to God. Number two is separation. Now, separation means sanctification. The Bible talks about being sanctified or getting away from um, the world, so to speak. It's hard to hear the voice of the Lord when you're, when you're dealing with dummies. We want to hear God, but we're fellowshipping with people who are not like-minded like us. There's no need to talk to someone uh, and, and, and you want to discuss your problems or whatever you had, and they're not a believer. They don't understand. So it's time that, you know, the church, the biggest problem the church has is separation or sanctification. We want a foot in the world and a foot in church. 
That's about the way the situation is. I want to have fun. I've heard people say this. A lot of young people say this. Uh, over the years, I've heard people say, well, now, you know, it's no fun in church. Well, first of all, number one, you didn't come to church to have fun. If you want to have fun, go to the bingo parlor or somewhere else. You don't come to church to have fun. You come to church to worship God. That ought to be pretty simple that that would be what we do. And we separate ourselves uh, and, and, and serve God. Now, when you truly separate yourself, I'm talking about when you're seeking God. Now, I shared with you last week about fasting. Fasting is the number one way to get in with God and hear God. Well, I knew that wouldn't go over real well. Cutting out all the chocolate cake and all this stuff that is our pleasures and separating ourselves with God. I'm talking about fasting. Now, I know today that people's on medication. I understand all that, that they have to take something. I understand that. But there's all kinds of fasting in, in, in the Bible that where you could fast. But what happens is when you fast, you separate yourself from the world, and you, you, you're you just you and God. And God can talk to you when you don't have the distractions of the world. But so many times, we want, we want to stay in the world and hear from God. You're not going to hear from God. When we separate ourselves then and get with God, we can hear God. And I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the best piece of advice I can give you today. When you're truly praying and seeking God, I'm talking about truly praying and seeking God, the first voice you hear will always be the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible says in John, the 16th chapter, that He will lead you into all truth. Then the second voice you'll hear when God speaks to you is the voice of the devil. And He's going to contradict what God has told you. But what happens is we hear from God. God has given us a word. And then we go to people who do not understand anything about the Bible, do not understand, and ask uh, uh, their opinion. I'm not going to ask the opinion of someone that is not like-minded with me. I'm not going to ask an opinion of someone who doesn't know the Word. And so what happens is, but we'll hear from God. Every one of you in here have heard the voice of the Lord in some time in your life. He has talked to you. How does He talk to you? It may not be audibly, but He has talked to you in your spirit. And if you're and if you're separated from the world, he will talk to you. That little small voice, like Elijah on Mount Carmel, when he was he was riding, I mean, going away from Jezebel, and he done called down fire from on 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 Mount Carmel, and he goes, and Jezebel comes, and the first thing he starts doing is he runs from God. But even when he was running from God and in the cave, God sent. Someone to him. What was it? It was that little small voice. And he told him, now you're going to be okay. God will always comfort you with that little small voice. And so we know now that the Bible is truth and, and, and he is going to lead us into all truth. He's not going to distort. Let me tell you something. 
God will not distort the Word. A lot of people want to come in and put all kinds of stuff in the Word. God, if you're listening to God, He's not going to distort His Word. It's going to be the truth. You're going to hear the truth. Now turn over, and we're going to start this morning in the book of Jonah. Y'all remember Jonah? He was a nice guy. Got in some trouble with the Lord. And the Bible says in Jonah, the first chapter, verse 2, And God spoke to Jonah, and he said, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Now look what Jonah did. God spoke to him, gave him a word, and what does he do? The Bible says in verse 2, So Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down to it with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Now why would anyone want to run from God? But Jonah... God had given him something. Do you understand that Jonah was somebody that was going to go and help somebody? Every one of you this morning are somebody, and you have a somebody out there that you can help. And I am convinced of this. Many people are losing the blessings of God is because God has called them to be a somebody to somebody. You don't have to be a somebody to everybody. But God has got somebody in your path that you can be a somebody to. And what happens is, when we don't hear the voice of the Lord, y'all excuse me this morning, I had dental work this week, and I know I'm talking crazy. But a little little problem this morning. But God has called you to be a somebody to somebody that needs you. Now, many years ago, before we go any further, you know uh, our story, and I've shared this many times. But when God saved me, August twenty second, nineteen ninety, and He told Becky and I to go to Central America to feed children. Now, that's a real ministry, isn't it? Most people think, well, I, 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 I want to be a big preacher. I want to be on TV, and I want to do this, and I want to do this for God, and I want to do this for God. God told us, and I'll tell you what to do, sell everything you have, go to Central America, and feed little children in the, in, in the mountains. So, you know what we did? We went. And so, <clears throat> there was a little girl named Maritza, and she was a missionary to the Indian children in the mountains of San Felix. And so when Beck and I got to, I went there first. And when I got there, I went and the Assembly of God missionary said, Now, I'm going to take you to where the children are that need to be fed. So I went. And so I, I go to this little house, and he says, This is Marissa and her husband. And said, They're missionaries to the Indians, but they don't have any funds, any money to feed these children. I said, well, and I wasn't bursting with money myself. 
I mean, here it is. God sends a broke evangelist to Panama to feed children. So I go in and I meet Marissa. And so I go into her little house and she speaks excellent English. She's a Panamanian. And I go into that little house that morning and on the wall of her kitchen is a map. And she turns it over to August 1990. And she says, uh, uh, Brother Mays, she said, let me show you something. She said, I've got this marked, August 22nd, 1990. She said, I was on the beach praying to God for someone to come to help me to feed these children. And she said, as I was walking on the beach, it was a rainy day, overcast, rainy today. But she said, as I walked on the beach praying, there was a bright light that came over the beach, and a voice came to me. I heard an audible voice from Almighty God, and this voice says, Maritza, tonight... August 22nd, 1990, before it ever happened. And she said, uh, Brother Mays, the Lord spoke to me that morning and said, Tonight, I'm raising up a man to come see you. And she said, Brother Mays, and she reached over and she said, Can I touch you? Because you must be an angel. Now, God knew that woman in Panama that was praying and searching for God, God delivered a message to her that he had somebody that was going to be a somebody to her. So, see, God's got it out there for every one of us. Every one of you this morning is a somebody to somebody. You may not understand who it is now, but you are a somebody to somebody. <clears throat> Can I tell you one more little story? I'm in uh, uh, Cracker Barrel with a preacher and his wife several several weeks ago. And so uh, we're eating. Naturally, he's not going to pay for mine. So naturally, I'm going to pay for it all. But we're sitting in Cracker Barrel, and it's about a 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. And we're sitting at Cracker Barrel. And it's got this young guy, not many people there, over in the White House, not many people there. And this young man is waiting on us. Nice young man, about Ryan's uh, age, probably about 20 or 21 or something. Nice young man, nice talking, clean cut. And so he waits on us, and man, he's a good waiter. And so um, we got through waiting on us, and uh, he told me his name. I can't remember the name, but we're talking, and he's got time to talk to us, so we're talking. He ain't got no much business. So I said, uh, let me ask you a question here, bud. I said, how long have you been working? He said, I've been here since 9 o'clock this morning. Been at Cracker Barrel since 9 o'clock this morning. And so I said, well, let me ask you this. I like doing this to people because it really does. I want you all to try this and just see if it works. So I asked this guy, I said, let me ask you a question. I said, uh, what's the biggest tip you got today? 
And he said, uh, well, he said, I think about $3 is the biggest tip I got today. I said, is that right? Yeah. I said, let me tell you something. I said, uh, do you believe in the Lord? Yeah, I believe in the Lord. I said, the Lord told me to give you this $20 tip. God had somebody to be a somebody to somebody in White House, Tennessee, that was going to bless them. So every one of us today can be the somebody. Now, let me get back to where I was going because y'all are fanning and I know you're hot. You're not any hotter than I am. Believe me. Now, okay. We got Jonah and he flees from God, right? And he goes down to, to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Now, look what happened. Now, God, let me just paraphrase this story. God has a fish that he talks to because Jonah won't listen. So he takes the fish because Jonah won't listen, and he and the ship, the, the, the people on the ship threw Jonah overboard because there was in a storm, and the, the heathens on the ship knew that he, he was running from God. They throw him overboard. A fish, the Bible says here that God prepared the fish. Now, what does that mean? God in all His vastness and in all His glory, there's millions of fish in the ocean. But God talked to one whale. Are you telling me God can't get a hold of you? If God's got, got the power to talk to one whale and cause a whale to swallow up Jonah, He's got enough, pro, enough power to take care of whatever you got. So the, he, he, the whale swallows Jonah. And I thought it was very interesting that the Bible says he was in there three days and three nights. Well, I don't know about Jonah. I think I could have got, got enough seaweed on the first night. But he stayed three nights. And so the Bible says at the third day, the fish spit him out on dry ground. And the Lord spoke to the fish and he spit him out. He said, I want you to go to Nineveh. And he told Jonah the second time God talked to him. He said, I want you to rise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach this message out to tell you. Now look what he did. It didn't take long for him to get through spitting up seaweed that he started listening to God. That's a problem that we have a lot of time. Some of you here today are probably still spitting up seaweed because of your disobedience to God. But i got good news for you because He can give you another chance. So the Bible says He goes. Now, I, I saw this because I saw this years ago. But I thought this is so funny. This is so good. The Bible says that Nineveh, from where Jonah got spit out on the side of the bank, that Nineveh, and this is what the Bible says, was a three-day journey in extent. 
So that means it was longer than three days. It's a long ways for Jonah to go. And God told him, I want you to go and preach because you're somebody that I'm sending you somebody to. And so Jonah starts out, and the Bible says this. It's a three-day journey. Now, I didn't make this up. Read it. It says Jonah entered the city on the first day. Well, let that seek in because you're going to get it. When, when, when Jonah finally listened to God, when he finally hooked up to the voice of the Lord, it didn't take him three days to get to Nineveh. The Bible says that he pulled up his pants and started walking in the city on the first day. So he got his attention, right? Now, so we're talking now about the separation and, and so God wants us, because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians uh, six seventeen, the Bible says, Come out from among them and be ye separate. What's he talking about? He's, he, he's talking about quit running around with Bubba. Bubba ain't going to help you. Bubba's going to cause you problems. He said, come out, the biggest problem that the, well, not only the church world, but the, the world. The biggest problem the world has is the hanging around with the wrong people. And most of the wounds that we have, we want to blame the devil. Most of the wounds that we have are self-inflicted. We cause it on ourselves. Why? Because now look, I'm number one. Let's understand that. I'm number one dummy. I'm number one. But this dummy found something. And yeah, people say, Well, you are really a nut. I tell you what, you go over that church, that guy's a nut, man. He believes all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, I believe Jesus Christ, Him crucified. I believe Jesus healed the sick. I believe in Jesus, the Son of God. I believe Jesus can heal anybody. I believe Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, Somebody talk to me this morning. I'm talking about I believe the Word of God. I believe Jesus. I may be a nut, but thank God I'm tied up to the right boat. Praise God. Well, now, Brother Herman, you know now, uh, you, you get excited, it may affect your heart condition. I don't have a heart condition. The only heart condition I've got is I'm in love with the Lord, bless God. That, that's the condition I've got. But Jonah finally got the message and got over into the right place. God is wanting us to get in the right place. I, I, this is so funny. I don't get on... Uh, uh, fake book much, but occasionally I'll put a little something on there, and I like to put stuff, usually what I put on there, I like to agitate people if I put anything on there about the Word, you know, if you look, whatever I put on there is going to be something about the Word. I've had 30 or 40 comments on this one. Be somebody to somebody. And so, man, I had all kinds of people. Well, man, I'll, that, that is really good. 
I'm going to be somebody to somebody. And that sounds good until you go home and your husband or your wife got a problem and you, and then, then you just like, well, I don't know about all that. But I put this on Facebook, be somebody to somebody. I thought it was real good. I tell you, I tell you where I got that. I got it in the dentist's office. And, and the dentist was up on my mouth like this, and she's drilling a, a, a tooth. And she's like, oh my God. I mean, man. And, 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 and they got a TV on with the view or some kind of stupid show, uh, uh, with these people. So I can't watch that, so I got my eyes closed, and they gave me some sunglasses, so I got my eyes closed, and, on my, on my tooth, oh my God. And this come to me. Be somebody to somebody. I thought, man, that's pretty good. God talked to you in a dentist chair. Well, went out, my mouth, mouth still sore today, but I said, I, I, I'm going to try that. I'm going to be somebody to somebody. And so I put that on Facebook, and yesterday this woman said, let me see if I can remember exactly. She said, I tried to be somebody to somebody, but that somebody that I tried to be somebody to uh, has unfriended me on Facebook. What do I do? You know what I did? I thought, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be really good. And so I put, I put under there. Yeah, and she said, what do I do? I put under there, praise the Lord. <laughs> you didn't need, let me tell you something. She wasn't a friend anyway. But these people get all mad and stuff. Well, they unfriended me. I could care less. You know why? Because I don't have to have but one friend. What a friend I have in Jesus. That's all I gotta have. I don't care about all this. Now, you, I love you guys. <laughs> but you know, I say, well, you know, just be, be, be what you can be. Now, in John 14, I'm gonna close here. And you said, now, now, brother, how can I really hear the voice of the Lord? Now, God gave you an opportunity to hear the voice of the Lord because He gave you the Holy Spirit. That's how you hear from God. Now, in John, the 14th chapter. Let's turn over there real quick. In John, the 14th chapter, verse 16, Jesus said this. I'm going to pray the Father, and He will give you another helper. Well, we know it wasn't Jesus. Because God said, I'm going to pray. I mean, Jesus said, I'm going to pray to my Father, who's going to give you another helper. Well, it's obvious it wasn't Jesus. Well, who was it? It was the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the hallelujah. It was the Holy Ghost that He said is going to come. And look what He said. I'm going to pray to Father and give you another helper that He will abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth. That's what the Holy Ghost did. He will lead you into all truth. 
It's the spirit of truth. And so how can I hear from God? I just told you. I separate myself. I get away from the external to try to get into the internal. Oh, Lord, that was good. I said, I'm going to get away from the external to get into the internal with God. Now, this young man right here, you know, he's been at our church now three or four years, came with his mama. And, uh, of course, they thought we was nuts when they first come. But uh, young man right here, you know what he asked me this morning? I'm, I'm going to tell you what he asked me this morning. He said, Brother Herb, how can I worship God? I said, Ryan, here's how you worship God. It's because you're born again. The Spirit of God is in you. And so you hook up with God through the Spirit. And so here's what happens is we come to church and we're worried about what everybody else thinks about us. I'll just be honest with you, you know, because I, I, I understand that I'm a redneck country boy. I understand that. But I come a long time ago to hell with what people think about me. We're running around here wondering about, well, wonder what they think about me. They don't pay any of my bills. They don't do anything for me. Why should I be concerned about what they think about me? And Jesus said that. He, he said, it won't add one cubit to your height. I don't care what they think about me. I want them, when I get ready to get out of here, I want them to, people to say, I can say one thing about that old preacher. He was somebody to somebody. Because let me tell you something. Now, you, you, you would t- t- testify this to truth. Two weeks ago, this boy right here came to church, bent over with kidney stones. Do y'all remember that? I mean, he's going to the doctor. He's got to go to the doctor. He's got kidney stones. He sat in the balcony up there. And I said, boy, come down here. Come down them steps totally healed. Drop the kidney stone. He didn't. Listen to this. Now, this is a good part about it. Now, I'm telling the truth. You didn't discard the kidney stone. Never passed. You know what happened? It disintegrated. That's what happened. Well, why wouldn't I want to be around a God like that? And then he was telling me the other day, he said, Brother Herb, there's a guy, was it at work the guy had the kidney stone? Or somebody had kidney stone at work. They're going to go to the doctor. And so, at least he had enough sense. He had enough sense to say, well, I can take you to my doctor. Kidney stone removal service. It's what we have here. And so, but I can imagine you at work that that you're about as crazy as I am, so he ain't going to follow you up here. But whatever it is, he can go to the doctor, have it extracted for about $3,500, $4,000, and go ahead and pay the doctor. That's okay. I'd I just rather, I'd rather not have to pay the doctor. 
Right? But when we hear from God, I want, if you don't get anything today, I want you to get this. When you separate yourself to really seek God, He will speak to you in a very small voice that you know it's okay. Now, you know, y'all know the story, but back, I, I, I wasn't always, uh, I, I know God loved me all my life, and I know God had a plan for me uh, back when I didn't have no plan for myself. I understand that. But, you know, when I got back from Vietnam, and, and, and I had the opportunity to go to a little birthday gathering with my uh, now wife, of uh, seven seven years or something like that. I don't know how long it's been, but fifty two years. <laughs> but and and when I when I met my little wife and I went up to her door, she wasn't she didn't have a date with me. She had a date with my cousin. But you know, I go up there to the door. <clears throat> I'm skinny. That's what she said. She said when he came, he's skinny, shot up, you know, a little Weasley, looked like the little uh, wimp on the beach, you know, the little skinny guy on the beach or whatever, and said, he showed up at my door, and oh, he looked awful. Because like my, my cousin was a big, big guy, about like them guys sitting right there, big guy, you know, and all this kind of stuff, uh, muscle everywhere, you know, and here's I'm the, I'm the little wimp. The little wimp got it. The big guy didn't get it. The little wimp got it. You know why? Because I know that God's looking out for me. And He'll do the same for you. Well, I hope you got something out of this. I hope you didn't get too hot today. We have got to get that done next week. Brother Roy, sing me something, brother. <laughs>